Welcome to another episode of Troped Out, where we chat with your favorite authors about books, tropes, and all the things. I am author Emma C. Wells. Over there is E.J. Winstrom, and today we welcome Mae Cobb. Author Mae Cobb grew up in East Texas Piney Woods, where her books, The Hunting Wives, My Summer Darlings, and Big Woods are set. She currently resides in Austin with her family and is hard at work finishing a book about the late jazz great Rashawn Roland Kirk a project which has been in the works for 20 years. May's words have appeared in the Washington Post, Austin Monthly, and Texas Highways Magazine. You can pre-order her latest book, which is titled A Likeable Woman, and releases July 11th of this year. And the paperback of My Summer Darlings is available on April 25th. May, welcome to Troped Out. Thank you so much for having me, y'all. I'm so excited. We are too. This is going to be great. And uh, we like to kick things off by asking... What are you reading and loving lately? Oh, that's such a great question. Okay, so I recently read an early review copy of Eliza Jane Brazier's Girls and Their Horses. <sighs> and oh my God, it was everything. I've been in a little bit of a reading slump and this totally yanked me out of it. I sort of like tell people it's like um, Dallas meets Big Little Lies. Oh, fun. It's so fun. <laughs> it's so fun. It's set in the world of like show horses and it's like vicious women with their daughters who are, you know, competing. And it's like five or six different points of view. And you know, in the beginning, there's a dead body, but you don't know who did what. And it's just, it's masterful. I, it's really breathtaking. It's out June 6th. That's awesome. It yeah. sounds like, like show horses. That's like pageant. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> EJ, are you reading anything right now that's uh, interesting? Well, I'm just wrapping up my summary, and then I'm also reading um, Sylvia Moreno Garcia's uh, something from her backlist because I loved Mexican Gothic so much. It is title Velvet is the Night. Mm -hmm. That's on my TBR. Yes, mm -hmm. it's oh, a lot of fun. I. Another fantastic example of some very complicated, kind of unlikable women. But you're also just like, you know what, bitch, you're right. <laughs> she, it goes back and forth between these two uh, points of view. And one is this kind of like early 30s woman who just doesn't really care about a career. She's just like an office assistant floating around. She's got this complicated relationship with her mother and sister and just kind of like likes her books and she likes her music and she gets caught up into this very um what's the word i'm looking for like sin city or like that type of vibe like that kind of like noir noir feeling okay yeah. yeah it's just got this very noir type of feeling but it's set in like big city mexico mm -hmm. and she just like lives a very small contained life by choice and gets tied up in this huge murder mystery with this missing person because she's been cat sitting for her down the hall in her apartment building. And she's just very finicky about it. And she's annoyed by everybody and she just wants to fall in love. And it's just like, <laughs> I feel it. <ya. laughs> that sounds great. It sounds I'm gonna, amazing. I, I, That's been in, on my TBR too. And I'm going to bump it up now. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was going to be more speculative after reading Mexican Gothic, but it's just, it's straight noir mystery and it's solid. It's great. Use a good, a good noir. I have, it's been a minute. I read My Summer Darlings on the beach this summer, actually. And I want to say that was the perfect place to enjoy that book. It was just, 
I don't know, being out in the sunshine and reading about these women in this Texas town doing horrible things. These women, yeah. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. I loved it. Thank right you. now I'm Love reading, I'm listening to What Lies in the Woods by Kate Alice Marshall, and I really am enjoying it. It's one that I went into with, like, you know how it is. Like, I don't know if you guys use Libby. EJ, I know you use Libby, but like, I just put stuff on the holds like for when it comes up and then by the time it comes up i have no idea so it was one of those situations and it is it's really good i think it's a it's a more of a thriller uh, these three girls survived like the serial killer in the woods like prison and they have a secret and it's just kind of like unfolding learning what the secret is i'm not done with it yet so i can't really elaborate too much and i just started alice feeney's rock paper scissors uh, like just started it and it's so far it, it hooked me from chapter one and I'm also reading ADD y'all. <laughs> I've been in a reading slump so I've started a lot of books to like pull myself out of it because in January I read like six books and then in February I read more and then I just kind of burned my brain out but I'm also reading tell me if y'all heard about this book Patricia what Patricia wants to cuddle by Samantha Lee Allen mm-hmm no. It is this, I have I had no idea what this book was about. It has this turquoise cover with this. Um, well, I got it on blur. It's got this turquoise color cover with this Bigfoot hand out, like this King Kong nails, and it's holding this woman that's like taking a selfie. And I was like, "What?" <laughs> and, <laughs> oh God! I had a gift certificate to the bookstore to you know shout out to Red Stick Reads, and I was like, "Okay, I'm getting it." I'll say, well, the reason I'm reading so many books right now is because I have been in a funk. Like, not that the books I've picked up have been bad. They've actually been a lot of good books that I've wanted to read for a while, but I just haven't been able to get in that mental space. So typically when that happens, I end up listening to a bunch of audiobooks at the same time. I'll read a couple of books until something just like really pulls me in. But I really feel like this is a trick because um, it's, yeah, it's, uh, it's, kind of got me from chapter one and that's a good feeling right yes that yeah. is i have it from book of the month i'll actually put that one up to the top because my attention span is like this right now i'm under a crazy wicked deadline and i think that's yes okay. yeah yeah so, <laughs> i wanted to say may you write toxic friendships very well like it is so fun <laughs> to watch you can see like these these women that seem to have everything you could want outwardly, but they are just determined to <laughs> pick it away. And like, it, it's just like, you can't turn the pages fast enough. In The Hunting Wives and in My Summer Darlings, there's this feeling kind of of adult mean girls. Like these women have everything and they, they're determined to blow up their lives and the lives of those that they are close to. Um, what do you think it is about morally gray people doing horrible things to each other that is so like just fun to read like because I did not know this was an id list thing of mine like a thing that I would just immediately be like gotta read it until I I read your book and I was like okay this is scratching a very particular itch for me <laughs> thank you I mean this is high praise because I just love the mean girl toxic female friendship you know it's just a whole universe and I think um I think it's just fun because I I feel like there's a certain power 
a female power to it. As twisted as that sounds, it's like, you know, in comparison, you know, and maybe it's just my husband and his friends, but they're like very boring relationships. You know, they talk about fantasy football and fantasy football. And women's relationships have so many different layers to them. And so, and this probably stems from being like um, traumatized in the seventh grade from like the mean girls of East Texas. But uh, I just think it's so fascinating. And the, you know, the different, wow, just interpretations and constant, like I feel like women pick stuff apart in their heads a lot. Like, oh, did I, I can't believe I said that to her, even with your best friend, you know? And, and my best friend's like, okay, like time out on these books. I, please don't introduce me as your best friend at your next thing because like people are going to think I'm terrible. And I'm like, I know, but you're not these people. <laughs> but, um, and, and I have two sisters who are close in age. So I'm just very sort of female oriented in that way and I think it's just fun it's fun to watch the train wreck you know it's not going to end well you know people are going to get hurt or murdered <laughs> like that's past the popcorn <laughs> you know? exactly I'm a girl's girl too I have two sisters so I I maybe that's you know I said a very particular itch maybe that's why <laughs> <I'm> like, okay <laughs> Because in a Maycob book, it is more extreme. I mean, there is murder. <laughs> you know, hopefully that's not happening in our everyday social circles. <laughs> Get new friends if that's a thing you're worried about. <laughs> but but it is. Like, you write these relationships so well. Um, and it's, it's interesting because in, like, um, My Summer Darlings, at the end of it all, they are there for each other. A uh, Southern thing, too, kind of like... You know, girl, if your man is hot, like I might hook up with him behind the shed back there, but I will also <laughs> help you bury that body if you call me in the middle of the night and I'll come get you out of jail. It's like they are, they are, you know, ride or dies. You know, they're too, you know, they are very loyal to each other when it matters. <laughs> right. It's very French, very uh, yellow jackets. Oh, yes. Oh, yes, I yes. love that show. Yes. Obsessed. Talk about some true hot mess women with some messy history. Yes. Mm. Do y'all think they knew that it was going to get picked up for a second season and that open-ended and we didn't really get to find out what really happens? Or do you think they knew? I mean, because I was like, I was kind of frustrated. Then I was like, but whatever. I, I was so satisfied by the show. Like, I'm happy to yeah. delay finding out exactly what happened. It kind of felt like maybe they wrote a few episodes and then they were like, oh, we'll introduce these things. It could be anything. It could be wild. And then and they were like, oh, okay. <laughs> we have to explain. We got to make this make sense now. And just like went with it. Cause I, I loved it, but it did. It left a lot. It, it left a lot to, um, to be explained, mm -hmm. I guess. Yeah. We definitely got a full arc on the now timeline, but that whole history timeline, I don't remember any, clear arc completions there so and I need to know about the island yeah that's like the whole mm -hmm. thing I need to, I need answers like right now and like nobody in my house will watch this with me I live with a bunch of chickens like I'm a girl's girl but I am surrounded by testosterone I have two sons my husband nobody will watch anything remotely scary so I'm I'm so excited that you did this stuff <laughs> oh yeah so we were talking about Mean Girls a minute ago. May, do you have a favorite Mean Girl, either from the show Mean Girls or a different show or a book, just somebody that stands out? 
I really love, I don't know her name, but um, in Heather's, that movie. Like, mm. I know what you're talking about. It, yeah. It's been I a minute. I this movie. I need to see this. You need to it's see like it. It's like the, see it. the yeah. late 80s Mean Girls, except <laughs> more violent. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I do like that. Yeah, Winona Ryder and Christian Slater, basically. And uh, it's. I think it holds up. I watched it a couple of years ago, and it's It's. it's the, the, the black humor in it is so funny. I love her. I mean, my, we were raised on that, so, like, we quote it all the time still because we're childish or whatever. Like, um, yeah, she's, I need to know who she is. And she was, like, in nothing else, you know? That was, like, it for her. And then... Oh. Oh, well, to be blonde and that way in Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> what about like hot mess protagonists? Because I feel like all of these women in your stories have just like a lot of their own shit going on. Like they don't start out these stories at their best necessarily. And then it's downhill from there. So do you have other stories, movies, anything else where you just really love of that character yeah I do I really I always go back to that movie um and this is another oldie showing my age again but um with Diane Lane it's a it's Adrian Lynn film and so he did like Fatal Attraction and okay his, you know erotic thrillers and it's just basically like she plays the role of what men usually get to play where she sleeps on her perfect husband Richard Gere with this like French artist person in New York. And I just love that, that she has no reason in society's eyes for doing this and for stepping out, but you know, she does it. And so I love that train wreck, that unfolding doll. Um, and yeah, let's see. I mean, gosh, so many hot messes up and I'm, I'm drawing blanks, but, but that one really does stand out. You know, it's always interesting to me, too, because, like, in film and in books, like, male characters do these things, and it's, like, the norm, and nobody blinks, and it's not, like, unlikable male characters, but when um, you write women or watch women messy life for the sake of having a messy life, or they decide they're going to blow up things to be boring, it's, like, their different standard. It's, like, okay, we know these aren't the right smart decisions. We're not trying to watch a documentary teaching us how to live our lives we want to be entertained it's okay do you um kind of went on a tangent there <laughs> got a little impassioned <laughs> have you ran into any like any of those people uh backlash with any of your books oh my god yes <laughs> yes pull up the bar stool and let me tell you my story oh my gosh Great. yes i was i knew that when i was writing the hunting wives that it was you know provocative and edgy or whatever but i was actually really shocked at the backlash like really i mean i first of all yeah, I, I was really stunned and it did tell me a lot about where we're at still in our culture mm -hmm. that women aren't allowed to color outside their perfect little box. Like I was shocked that people were more, you know, enraged at their like, you know, sexual rendezvous and whatever and cheating on their husbands than like the actual murder. Like that never even came up. It's like, <laughs> because it's, it's a far worse crime for a woman to sleep around than to murder someone evidently. Right. That's fascinating. Yeah, right? I know. Yeah. I just, I just, I was like, I really was stunned. And, and 
so protective, but like also having to bite the tongue and not, you know, defend myself. Um, but yeah. Well, and it's so fascinating reading through the book too, because he plays them like a fiddle, like they make some choices, but he knows exactly what buttons to push with each one of them yes. to my get darlings. them into that position. Yeah, and my summer darlings. Yes. And so even though they made the choices, he didn't coerce them. He all he, he just he did so much to get them there himself. And it's it's fascinating to think that they're on the hooks for those decisions, but he's not with readers. Yes. Thank you for saying that. That's such a brilliant yeah, he's point. He's the slime ball. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to totally use that and credit you, yeah. but, but that's just, it's, that's such a good point. Yes. He is an amazingly brilliant psychopath who knows exactly how to, as you say, get these women on the hook. So it's not like all their fault. I mean, he is a mastermind and I just feel like, you know, they're all at their own little crossroads when the book opens, but he definitely is the catalyst and he definitely is the reason. And I'm just sort of like, well, who among us in, in, if we were in any of these women's positions, we would at least have the thought, you know, uh, yeah. I, mean, right. I mean, I think. <laughs> I think so. And it was really striking the way they respond to him, each one, like from sight. Like I knew going in that this was straight contemporary mystery, but my dark SFF, brain shows a little bit. I was immediate. It, it made me think of the way that people respond to vampires mm. that learn from that first encounter. Yeah. And he's got just such a, a pull and charisma to him that he full well knows how to use to his advantage. Oh my God. I love that. That's so brilliant. <laughs> I, I love that. Well, and he's like, like, I mean, he's basically Alexander Skarsgård. So he's basically vampire. There you go. Okay. Now that I know that, I do them too. Right? I mean, come on. Like, we all would. Yeah. That's all that counts. It's Alexander Skarsgård. It's interesting to me because, like, the thing I'm sitting here thinking about these books as we're talking, and the thing that is like the women's downfall in both books, like, it's funny. It's boredom. Yeah. Like, these are women that have everything they should want to have, and they're so incredibly bored that they are looking for a reason to jump, like, to. Yeah, it doesn't take much because everything's so mon- monotonous and like in a much less non-fictional way. Like, I mean, I get that. That's like an everyday thing, right? You fall into the monotony of what you have to do, the things you're supposed to do. And yes, yeah. I don't know what I'm trying to say here. Yeah, no, My brain ran off. Something to break it for them. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it happens to be, you know, European bad guys and um <laughs> shooting skeet while drinking wine and finding out about affairs and then dead bodies like <laughs> it's a little more but it's fun yeah and I think that's like a real small town thing I mean I'm sure it happens in big cities too like affairs are everywhere and stuff but I know Longview where I'm from you know we're two hours from Dallas we're an hour from Shreveport and there's maybe there's like 100,000 people there now. When I was growing up, it was more like 50,000. It's very small, although we had an olive garden. <laughs> but like I would see the adults and especially the uber wealthy adults like get up to no good because 
they're bored. They're bored to tears. So, you know, they can't go to the opera. So they're going to create their own opera, you know. Yeah. yeah. Let me tell you, when I was 19, I was a nanny. And yeah. I <laughs> know <laughs> all kind of stuff when you're just watching the kids. Yes, I'm sure. <laughs> my oh God. my gosh. <laughs> so talking about East Texas, you grew up in East Texas and I've lived in ex East Texas. So I can say your book's have that feel like you can they feel very texas to me um was this like an intentional choice on your part or did it kind of just like seep into the into the story as you were writing it it really was i think intentional so basically what set me on this like texas trajectory is um when my son was two, my husband, who's also from East Texas, because that's how we do, um, we uh, we moved back home and to Longview, and we were there for like a year and a half, and um, and that's where I wrote my first novel, Big Woods, and I I'm really grateful that we did that because I feel like that's my voice, you know. I I mean maybe. Like I've thought I have to set stuff in more urban locales in order to be serious or whatever, but I was writing that book and it was like I was channeling something. And I was like, I really do love this sort of lush, eerie forest backdrop. Uh, like it's all, and then, you know, I grew up in there in the 80s and it was like almost like Stephen King-esque. It was creepy, pre-cell phones. We were all playing the Ouija board all the time and like, you know, <laughs> talking about devil worshipers in the woods. And I just I find the place very fascinating because you have this um, all this great oil wealth. Um, not my family, but um, rounds. And then you have just like, you know, more and then also like, uh, you know, ranch community. So it's, it's and I find it to be. I have yet to be inspired to write like a thriller in Austin because everyone here is just happy and they're happy on Instagram and it's so pretty and sunny and, you know, and it's not like that up there. It's dark and it's different and there, there's a whole vibe, which I know you know about. Yeah. So this is Troped Out and I think it's time to play Troped Out. Did we tell you about the game? We play a game called Troped Out. Let's do it. <laughs> Very I'm easy. Excited. It is. It's the easiest game you'll ever play. You okay. won't lose. You can only win. Okay. What we'll do is we'll ask you, or we'll throw out two different tropes, and then you pick your favorite, and we talk about it. Cool. And it can be you can interpret it however you want. It can be as a writer, as a reader, like wherever the conversation takes us. That sounds so, fun. Yay! Do you want to start, EJ? You want to kick us off? Uh, predatory mastermind or killer next door. I think predatory mastermind <laughs> for, for the reasons we just discussed about Will yeah. and Summer Darlings. Fabulous. Yeah. I, I have to agree with you. I have a deep appreciation for like a very good brain, no matter what it's used for. It's just fun to watch when someone is, is like expert at what they're doing. Yeah. yeah. That's such an even if it's point. murder. Yes. And I feel like sometimes those tropes can even get meshed together a lot yeah. you know the killer is the killer's next door predatory like who is my neighbor anyway um which makes me think i'm gonna ask the next one which is who the fuck did i marry or good for her murder <laughs> um i think i think uh i think who the fuck did i marry i love that <laughs> 
Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. There's something about sleeping next to the person and then realizing you don't know anything about them. Mm-hmm. That is definitely a fun trope, a creepy trope. Yeah. It was kind one. of like, I don't know if y'all saw White Lotus. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That White. first, the first season with the, it was a little hard to believe. I was like, you had to have known that this guy's like just obnoxious, you know, like really you're surprised that now you don't like him, but whatever it's yeah. So White Lotus, is that the, the vacation? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. I did see that. The second okay. season's much better. I think. It was good. I love Jennifer. Wait, is it Jennifer Coolidge? Is that her yes, name? Yes, uh-huh. she's so great. Yes, she's brilliant. Hitler's mom. She's hilarious. Yes, I love she's her. So good. <laughs> now that, spoiler, now that she's dead on White Lotus, I cannot wait to see what she does next. Yes. It took actress. me a minute. I thought you were about to say Jennifer Coolidge was dead. And I was going to get very upset. <laughs> oh, no. What? Now that she's dead on <laughs> White Lotus. <laughs> Oh, no, on the show. That's funny. Um, okay. Sorry. Next. <laughs> uh, back from the Dead or Final Girl? Oh, uh, Final Girl. Yeah. Just, uh, right. I'm a massive Riley Sager fan, and he pulled it off so well with Final Girl. So, I yeah, I'll have to pick that every time. Nice. I haven't read that one yet, but I've heard so many good things. Oh, it's just incredible. It's Can't just wait. incredible. I have a couple Amazing. of his on my TBR. I think what is um Home Before is it Home Before Dark? Yeah, no. I love that yeah, one okay. too. Yeah. That's great. It's like a book cool. within a book. It's really cool. Okay, cool. Yeah. yeah, I've heard great things about him. He's all over book talk, so Oh yeah. 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 That's cool. Yeah, yeah. I'm not on that at all. I evidently need to try Hey, it. your books are. I'll really? tell you that. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Okay. That's good to know. I yeah, haven't... you don't have to do anything. Your books are there. Okay, good. Okay, good. <laughs> There's this girl, um, I want to say Betty books it. I'll have to look it up yes. and I'll put it in the show notes. Yeah. But she um She's amazing. Act- I know. Yeah, her. she acts yeah. out things like she'll have a book and she'll like act out like yes. who she is and then she'll show you what the book That's is. So and funny. she did My Summer Darlings and uh, the hunting wives. I, I, I know it because she posts on Instagram, so that's how oh, I know. Okay. Um, yeah, I have a TikTok, but I go on there and I get overload, and then I log out immediately. But um, she's great. <laughs> she actually just got a, a really good juicy book deal herself, so I'm so happy for Ooh. her. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, that is awesome. Oh, is it my turn? It's your turn. Final okay. trope. Final trope, and we have to ask one that we ask all of our guests is secret baby. Or a secret twin. A secret twin. Yeah. I love it. I don't know why I love the whole doppelganger, like, mistaken identity twin thing. It's very creepy to me. I like secret twin, too. Although, I will say, thrillers and horror is probably the only two genres that I will make exceptions for secret baby. Okay. I don't want a secret baby in romance. I don't want anywhere else. Yeah, but rich one makes me think of Dead to Me, which was by far the best use of James Marston. I haven't watched it. It's I good. haven't either. Oh, Dead to Me. Oh, well, I just ruined something big. Sorry. No, 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 I'll forget. I, I'll forget. Too. I, yeah. Highly recommend. <laughs> okay. Actually, it's very on theme because Christina Applegate and oh, I'm forgetting uh, the other actress's name, but she's freaking fantastic. And that entire show is just unlikable characters, hot messes. They end up friends somehow despite some insane
insane stuff that they do to each other before they even really know each other. That is not what I thought that show was about at all. So I'm definitely. Look, um, this is your type of show. Okay. I promise. Okay. Super smart writing. I think it's only three seasons and they just concluded it. So it's a good one to zip through. The the episodes are really short. You will not regret. That sounds amazing. (laughs) Do you have a favorite uh, secret twin? Like bum, bum, bum. I know like. A lot of times when we ask questions like that, immediately anything with a secret twin flies right out of the head. But is there... I mean, this really is a stretch, but I really love that ton of French novel, The Likeness. So it's not a secret twin at all, but it is a doppelganger. And she... Doppelganger. Yeah. 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 the, uh, Yeah. the The investigator has to pretend to be, you know, I think the dead girl I don't really remember it's something set up like that so so it's like it's sort of like a group of college kids in Ireland in a farmhouse and they're there's something off about them they're in this weird sort of like relationship with like you know you don't know what's going on and then one of the girls goes missing and then the investigator realizes she's a dead ringer for her so she shows back up at the house to try to figure out did oh. someone kill her? Yeah, it's very cool. That's and the wild. Glass onion situation. Yeah. Did you watch wow. that? Yeah, yeah. That's, not, that's a good secret twin. I just thought of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, oh. I remember talking about doppelgangers real quick. I, like, it's funny how stuff sticks with you. I have no idea the name of this book. I don't know who wrote it, but it was this random library book I read when I was a kid. And the whole thing was like, this girl died, like this girl befriends these people that are like richer like these adults mm-hmm. and like at first they're, she's like why are they just being nice to me and then slowly she finds out she looks exactly like their dead daughter mm-hmm. and they're trying to like and I remember that like blowing my mind I was yeah. like, Whoa. and then I was also like why can't rich people think I look just like <laughs> their dead daughter <laughs> that's funny you know, like you try harder <laughs> yeah right you never know I uh, all Sorry, right mom and dad well, on that <laughs> Lovely note. I think that's uh, our show for today. But May, before we wrap up, tell readers where they can find you and connect with you online. Okay, yes. I am mainly on Instagram, and that's um, at May underscore Cobb, C-O-B-B, M-A-Y underscore C-O-B-B. That's really where I spend a lot of my day, (laughs) like the child that I am. So, And then my website's www.maycobb.com. Perfect. And uh, if you're looking for us, you can find us at Typo Podcasts on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook. And if you enjoyed this, please leave us a review. And that's a wrap. Yeah. Check out our bookshop.org. Unless Adam has something to say, which I guess will allow. Now it's a wrap. Okay. (laughs) Um, You can find books from all of our guests in our bookshop. And that is um, bookshop.org backslash backslash tripped out.